Hello, my name is Reverend Seth Nelson, and I am the pastor of Faith Lutheran Church in Ronan, Montana. Join in weekly to hear the good news of God's love proclaimed over your life. You can follow us on Podbean and iTunes. God bless you this day. A reading from Isaiah, chapter 35, verses 1 through 10. The wilderness and the dry land shall be glad. The desert shall rejoice and blossom. Like the crocus, it shall blossom abundantly, and rejoice with joy and singing. The glory of Lebanon shall be given to it, the majesty of Carmel and Sharon. They shall see the glory of the Lord, the majesty of our God. Strengthen the weak hands, and make firm the feeble knees. Say to those who are of a fearful heart, Be strong, do not fear, here is your God. He will come with vengeance, with terrible recompense. He will come and save you. The eyes of the blind shall be opened, and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then the lame shall leap like a deer, and the tongue of the speechless sing for joy. For water shall break forth in the wilderness, and streams in the desert. The burning sand shall become a pool, and the thirsty ground springs of water. The haunt of jackals shall become a swamp. The grass shall become reeds and rushes. A highway shall be there, and it shall be called the Holy Way. The unclean shall not travel on it, but it shall be for God's people. No traveler, not even fools, shall go astray. No lion shall be there, nor shall any ravenous beast come upon it. They shall not be found there, but the redeemed shall walk there. And the ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing. Everlasting joy shall be upon their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. Here ends our lesson. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Redemption comes in many forms. Somebody is imprisoned but then set free. You could say that they are redeemed from their incarceration. Somebody is healed from major illness, injury, or disability. We could consider them redeemed from their ailments. If somebody is able to get free from addiction to drugs or alcohol, I consider them redeemed from the hold that these substances have on them. In our uh, adult Sunday school class, we were just discussing uh, Noah and the ark and how they were redeemed from the flooding of the world. As a Christian, I believe that Jesus redeems the faithful departed from death by giving them new life and eternity. In our reading from Isaiah, we hear a vision of how God would redeem the Israelites, the people of God, once again. In the vision, we hear about lots of good stuff that God had planned to make happen. The desert would rejoice and burst forth with springs and rejoicing. There would be great blossoming, uh, a, a, excuse me, there would be a great blossoming in the wilderness, and the dry land would bring forth new life. As if that were not enough, the eyes of the blind would be opened, the ears of the deaf unstopped, and the tongues of the speechless will spring forth loudly with new vigor. These landscapes 
dry spaces, and disabilities will all be redeemed through God's redemptive work. Good stuff all around. In the future that Isaiah prophesied about, we see few limits to the redemptions that God brings about. People of all abilities will be redeemed. Ecosystems of all types will be redeemed. Even highways and desert roads are part of God's redemptive plan. It is hard for me to imagine anything holy about the DMV or the DOT, but hey, God's ways are higher than my ways, right? God's plan for the salvation and redemption of Israel is expansive and wide-ranging. Even parched desert sands are part of God's redemptive work. I take great comfort in knowing that there are few limits to the redemptions that God offers. The expansive vision of God's redemptive work shared by Isaiah reminds me of many of the Christmas movies that are featured in this Advent and Christmas season. The Christmas movie genre has grown and seems like they're making tons every year now. Uh, And the whole genre has grown to sizable proportions. From older classics like It's a Wonderful Life or Miracle on 34th Street to more recent classics like the movie Elf. Many of these movies and narratives focus on challenging situations or challenging characters that must be overcome or softened in some way to reflect the joy of the season. Whether it be the robbers in the Home Alone movies, you guys all aspired to be Macaulay Culkin when you were little, right? Oh, that's just me? Oh, okay. (laughs) Uh, Or the bullies in A Christmas Story, or even Ebenezer Scrooge in A Christmas Carol. The Muppets version with Michael Caine as Scrooge is the best version, by the way. A common theme in many Christmas movies is that those who stand in the way of Christmas joy uh, and the sharing of the Christmas spirit must be overcome in some way. And there are few Christmas antagonists who are more infamous than Dr. Seuss's character, The Grinch. He is so infamous, in fact, that this relatively short children's book has made, made, been made into several movie versions, both animated and live action. And if you offhandedly call somebody a Grinch this time of year, pretty much everybody will know what you mean. And it's not a compliment. <laughs> the Grinch who came down to Whoville to steal all the presents, decorations, Christmas goodies from every Who household is known to be a true enemy of Christmas and everything that we celebrate in this season. There are few villains in this season who are known to be more off-putting and awful than this character who did basically the opposite of Santa Claus by entering through every chimney of every Who's home to steal presents rather than to leave more behind as Santa does. Yet, as I am sure we all know, we are well-versed in the Grinch, right? The story of the Grinch who stole Christmas does not end there. 
Like so many other foes of Christmas and many other stories, the Grinch was moved when things turned out very differently than he expected. After stealing all the material elements of Christmas that he could, the Grinch found that he could not steal or cancel Christmas after all. With none of the holiday trappings left, the Who's of Whoville continued to sing and celebrate, even though the Grinch had run off with all of their preparations. The Who's of Whoville showed the Grinch that the reason for celebrating the birth of our Savior was not because we give each other new stuff, but rather because God did something truly wonderful on Christmas Day, something we're celebrating in good times and in bad. He was so moved by their singing and celebrating that, as Dr. Seuss tells us, his heart grew, was it two times or three times that day? Oh, my, uh, my sources are not paying attention on this. <laughs> his heart multiplied. <laughs> and he learned to join in the celebration for the first time in his life. I share this to say that this was sort of a redemption for the Grinch. He had been angry and resentful every year at Christmas time, but he was moved to see the deeper meaning, joy, and love that is shared around Christmas celebrations. He had been lost to his anger and resentment, but he was now redeemed to have a joyous heart himself. The one who still epitomizes hatred for this Christmas season. There were even Grinches in the Parade of Lights on Friday. Even that character was redeemed from his rage to experience joy himself. He was saved from the lesser angels of his nature to see the real reasons for the season, so to speak. If we can imagine a character as awful as the Grinch experiencing redemption this Advent and Christmas season, how much more must God envision for the rest of us? There is no end to the ways that God can and will provide redemption for all those who await the birth of the Son incarnate faithfully and eagerly. Just as God promised the Israelites that he would create a highway through the desert to bring them back to Zion. God also promises to redeem the rest of us in ways that we can only now imagine. May God bring you many redemptions this year. And may your heart grow in new ways as a result. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, Keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. I hope that you've enjoyed this week's sermon podcast. If you would like to hear more, read my blog, or get a copy of my book called The Church Unknown, go to www.revsethnelson.com. If you feel called to support our ministry, I invite you to go to our church's website at flcronan.org and click on the Offerings tab. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord's face shine on you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace.